Welcome to Family Ties, a breath of fresh parenting education. This podcast is an audio version of the Family Ties sessions we typically hold within our district with a large audience or one-on-one with our family liaisons. We use a research-based curriculum called Practical Parenting. We know some families can attend our sessions, and this is the reason why we decided to create this podcast, available to you 24-7. This is your host, Angie Nieto. I am a family liaison with District 33. I am trained in parenting education and prevention work. This podcast is sponsored by District 33 Community Schools, and we go together for kids. never imagine I will ever live through something like this. Having the kids home is getting harder every day. When will this end? I can't help my kids with schoolwork. I am worried about contracting this virus. I am stressed about my finances. I miss my family and friends. My kids are a lot of work. I love them, but I need a break. If you have said any of these statements, you are not alone. COVID-19 has left the entire world puzzled. Finding silver linings has become our motivation. This difficult time is a difficult time to be a parent. Practicing mindful parenting, self-compassion, and using nostalgia as a motivator can help us to cope with it all. Stay tuned with today's episode of Family Ties, a breath of fresh parenting education, where we will talk about being present, about understanding your emotions, and using the things we miss as a motivator through this difficult time. This is your host, Angie Nieto. Let's get started. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Family Ties, a breath of fresh parenting education. I will be talking about mindful parenting, self-compassion, and nostalgia. I have been wanting to do a segment about parenting through COVID-19. I am myself a parent of three beautiful girls. I have a full-time job. I have a wonderful husband. I have a house to keep up with and not to mention dinners to make and people to talk to. It can all get very overwhelming, and the reality is, this kind of stinks. And it's okay to feel that way. As parents, we tend to silver line things to make us and those around us feel better. But silver lining doesn't help to be present and understand your emotions. It only shows the surface. Our children also need modeling for mindful self-regulation and self-compassion. So what is mindful parenting? To explain this, I am using some educational pieces I found from Dr. Denise Akmedinia, a clinical psychologist, in a conversation with Kurosh Rusak, founder of Evo Health and Wellness. She explains that mindful parenting is bringing mindful awareness, a moment-to-moment of non-judgmental awareness into your interactions as a parent with your children. The goal is not to be patient at all time because, newsflash, this is not realistic. Mindful parenting is not about being the perfect parent, 
but recognizing ruptures in our, near, in our interactions um, and how to repair them or avoid a negative interaction because of the way we feel. This way, we can maintain a bond with our children while helping them recognize their wrongdoings at the same time, letting them know that we love them unconditionally and their emotions will always be validated in our presence. While practicing mindfulness, we are able to recognize our own emotions, own them, and deal with them so that we do not react based on our emotions. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be disappointed or sad, but it is important that we are present with our emotions so that we can take a moment to think, to recognize them, and move forward towards a solution. It doesn't mean you stop being angry or sad or disappointed. It means you don't react based on those emotions because you took the time to be mindful and not reactive. To practice this, I am going to walk you through an exercise she uses. I want you to think about a recent moment when your child misbehaved or a situation got out of control with him or her during this quarantine. Are you ready? You have that moment in mind? All right. Now, I want you to answer these questions. What were your thoughts? What were the physical reactions? Were you tense? Did your fist clench? Did you want to cry? Were you sweating? Were you hot? What were the signals of your emotions? Understanding those signals can help us understand our emotions. For example, when you're scared, you feel the hair in the back of your head stand up. Or when you're sad, you can talk or you cry. So think about that moment and those physical signs. Can you point out the feeling you were having based on those physical signs? What were you thinking about doing at that moment? We call this action urge. Were you thinking about yelling or saying something hurtful? Did you do what you thought? Did you react? Action urge should stay an urge when practicing mindfulness. Now, with mindful parenting, this is the moment when you recognize your signals by being present. That's step one. Step two is pausing. You can use many ways to practice this, but one Dr. Agnadinia recommends is using your breath, focusing on your breath just for a moment. I'm feeling angry right now. I am so disappointed. Using this pause will only help you to not react on your action urge, but just being aware. Doesn't mean you stop feeling angry. With mindfulness, we practice observing and letting it be. This is happening. What are you going to do in this situation? You have options. She says the idea is that you parent in awareness or, and I quote, parent with open eyes. So now that we dealt with this issue we were talking about, as parents, we are constantly worried about everyone else. We dealt with this situation, but I guarantee you there is something you felt guilty about in that interaction. 
So after all the difficult situations with our kids, how can we practice self-compassion? We're really good at blaming ourselves and criticizing ourselves, which could cause depression and lack of motivation. This is happening a lot right now. Hundreds or thousands of parents are dealing with these negative thoughts now more than ever. And it is important that now more than ever, we find balance in ourselves to be able to care for those that we need to care for. And we learn to appreciate ourselves so that we can appreciate others. And how can we accomplish this? That's through the practice of self-care. And let's be clear, not self-indulgence. That's another thing. Self-care is doing things to interrupt your negative state and helps your brain, your heart, and your body reconnect and recuperate. For example, taking a long shower or bath, reading a book, watching a show, eating your favorite treat, getting your nails done, going out with a friend, watching a game, a warm cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Practice the following steps for self-compassion. Step one, remind yourself of the task you have set to accomplish. Is this realistic? If you fail at accomplishing them, perhaps the climb was too high. Perhaps you did more than you thought. It's okay to start over tomorrow, but be realistic this time. Step two. Sometimes our troubles are caused at the hands of others. Accepting when we made a mistake is important, but it is equally important to admit when someone else is at fault. It's not always entirely your fault. Step three. Sometimes our expectations are high based on the misconceptions we have of successful people. We forget about the social norms. What you see on the media is not what happens in the majority of the households in the world. It's good to have role models and look up to someone, but don't forget about who you are and don't forget to work hard. However, remind yourself the luck is also a feature of life. Step four, remind yourself that working hard doesn't mean doing the work for others. Sometimes we believe we are to do it all, especially as parents. You are not. You can ask your children for help and you can ask your partner for help. Step five. We measure our value based on our tangible achievements. Remind yourself that material successes are a part of you and you should be proud. But there are internal things that make us more valuable. Those who love you know this about you and will let you feel it. Step six, reduce expectations to zero for a time frame. Submerge yourself in self-care, which we talked about, and get what you need most, just some rest. Step seven, look at your kids tomorrow with different eyes. So in times of COVID-19, allow yourself to have these conversations with your inner you. 
Give yourself time to self-care so that you can recharge and start the madness all over again tomorrow. It's okay to come back to conversations or issues when you feel ready. It is not okay to leave them hanging. Remember, self-care is not self-indulgence. Trying to eat a whole box of candy bars instead of one candy bar? That is self-care. Self-indulgence will be eating the entire box. Self-compassion is not self-pity. You should never feel sorry for yourself, but it's okay to let things be, accept them, and do what it takes to move forward when you're ready. Now let's talk about nostalgia. Since this lockdown started, I have gotten plenty of text messages, emails, posts, phone calls, etc., letting me know how much they missed the good old days. I myself had had plenty of time to reminisce in my childhood, my time with my cousins, playing in the pools, listening to my grandpa playing his guitar, fighting with them, fighting with my sister or my parents, and those wonderful times and vacations I spent with them. And all the wonderful memories with all of my friends. It feels so long ago since I hugged my mother, my father, or my beloved sister. The question is, thinking about all these memories, is that depressing me or is that helping me to stay motivated? Nostalgia is powerful. I just watched a TED talk with Shane Gallard and he talks about how it happens to everyone. And sometimes it can be seen as a negative thing, but it can be rather powerful if we know how to use it. And I quote, he said, it's okay to go back, but not be stuck there. The trick is to let it ground you, but not let it weigh you down. Nostalgia reminds us of our value, of things we have done and the places we have gone, and what we have chosen to become the person we are today. His advice is that the next time you are feeling uncertain, uneasy about something, or scared like right now, that you fish out an, an item or a memory to reflect upon, reminding you of where you're headed of where you are headed because a little comfort comes a long way. In this COVID crisis, those memories can help remind us why it is important to protect each other, to follow the health guidelines so that we can protect each other and that we can soon be together again. Oh, the thought. I am going to play a two-minute guided meditation from Inner Space Meditation. Enjoy. This meditation is by the Honest Guys of Meditation and Relaxation on YouTube. A Mindfulness Meditation During this meditation, we will focus on being mindful Finding that point where you are completely aware of the now. 
breathe in through the nose to a count of four and out to the count of six. Whatever thoughts come and go in your mind at this point, simply observe them as if from a distance. See them as colored balloons, as separate from you, and let them go. Let them float away. You are present now. You are not controlled by your thoughts. You can acknowledge that they are simply that, thoughts. Be conscious of the beat of blood within you, of the rhythm of your breathing. The brush of clothing against your skin. Feel the surface on which you sit and how your body presses into it. Be aware of any sense that you can smell or colors you can see. Notice the detail in the sound you are hearing. Feel the temperature of the space you are in. Spend some moments simply being. Being aware of all that is within you and around you right now in this very moment. This is what it is to be mindful. Okay, friends, I'm going to give you a minute to uh, just recuperate and um, just take a deep breath. successful episode of Family Ties, a breath of fresh parenting education. I hope this was helpful to you and your family. Remember, when we practice these exercises, we model behavior for our kids. There are no perfect parents, but the fact that you are here with us today is a step in mindful and meaningful parenting. I left all the videos linked on the details of this episode and all the resources I used to help me. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. And don't forget to check out our next episode's preview. Friends, enjoy life. Enjoy your loved ones. Take care of yourself. 
stay positive, stay healthy. Until next time, this is your host, Angie Nieto. Family and society are interdependent. What enriches one enriches the other. What damages one damages the other. Dolores Curran. In today's episode, we are going to recognize stress as a natural part of life. We will identify signs of stress in children and we'll recognize ways in which families and their members can support one another during times of stress. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Family Ties, a breath of fresh parenting education. This is your host, Angie Nieto. Let's get started.